This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. We are live, and we hope to stay yes. alive today, tonight. Ooh. Well, maybe. Here's hoping. <laughs> We've died so much on this mountain. Oh, Our ghosts are on this mountain. They have to be. Here lies Eddie and it's Lee. It's not fair. They, they froze to death. I think we, we froze to death. I think we drowned. Another time? We we drowned. We froze. Weren't we crushed at one point? Maybe an avalanche. I can't remember. Uh, it's. I could have sworn we were crushed. But I know we definitely froze and drowned for sure. But I tell you what, time, I have a crush. You have a crush on who? <laughs> this time. On, on, on Lee Searcy, I tell you what. <laughs> but we hope to survive this time. We're going to do something different. Normally, we just go through a couple times through two books, but today we wanted to mix it up a little bit, and we're going to try Mountain Survival and try to survive, go through the book two, three, four times, whatever it takes, and see if there's a way to survive, because that's what you did with most of these books when you were a kid anyway. you go through it until you survived or... You got so sick of going through it and dying, you, you just threw it away for a bit and picked it up later. Couldn't go back to it. Cave no. of Time was my uh, was my poison. Yeah, and typically but these Cave books, of Time, I just kept kept you just kept going. Oh yeah, Cave of Time kept me coming back for more and more, but I died. Oh yeah, like like my my narrative was, and you step over your own skeleton. Yes. <laughs> in the cave of time most of these books are geared that way they you it's geared to not survive <laughs> we got our gear we got our cable we got our we got muscles like uh sylvester stallone we're good to go but the the way this normally works i guess whoever is watching can chime in to the chat and let us know where we should go but i guess today might be a little different because we're going to maybe call the shots somewhat, but still chime in, obviously. The first few choices we'll probably make because we want to avoid the decisions we made last time. But, you know, we can still leave it up to the audience, I assume, and they can give us some hints on where they would like to go. So definitely chime in if you're watching. Type in the chat. Let us know you're there. Say hi. Watch us try not to freeze to death. Yeah. We're going to definitely have to guide this a little bit for sure. Yeah. Yeah. This will be a little bit different than before, but, um, but let's dive right in, get started and see where, see if we freeze to death, drown or fall off a cliff. I don't know. Well, who knows? There are, let's see, let me go back to the beginning. There are, I think 32, oh, 25, 25 possible endings and the classic cover here eddie you can see we froze to death the the there's a bear helicopter crashes into the side of the mountain 
take a pick. If you, it's all ways to die. Yeah. It's all ways to die. That cover, every in every illustration on that cover is us dying. Yes. <laughs> How many ways can There's you die? There's not one survival scenario on, on that cover. You're exactly right. There's no surviving. My personal favorite is us jogging. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, jogging away from the helicopter. Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Running away from the yes. crashing helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We are we are running away from a helicopter crashing into a mountain. We're just like, oh, no. Oh, I got to get out of here. This reduces my chances of survival. <laughs> and look at the claws on I'm that scared. bear. Those claws are like six inches long. <laughs> that, he needs a manicure. That bear is holding a knife and a gun. <laughs> he's like, he's trying to get to the nearest nail salon. That's why he's so upset. He's like, I need to get this done. My nails are horrible. This is horrible. Oh man! All right. So we're just gonna dive right in here, sir. Yeah. Let's go ahead. I'll do. I'll do the page one, and then yeah. If you're listening, watching, chime in. All right. You and your pilot Jake McKay are flying over the Canadian Rockies when the engine begins to sputter. Suddenly, you're caught in a blinding snow squall. What seemed like a beautiful spring day has turned into a wintry nightmare. We're going down, Jake cries. Nightmare. Nightmare. Jake is able to set the plane down on a smooth, grassy area just at the timberline. It hits the ground hard, bounces once, and slides into a grove of stunted pine trees. The left wing smashes against a tree, and the plane spins wildly around and suddenly stops. Fortunately, you're not hurt, just shaken up a bit, but Jake's ankle seems to be sprained. He can't put any weight on it. To make matters worse, the radio stopped working on impact. The two of you huddle in your seats. Jake has wrapped his injured ankle in a red plaid scarf. Now remember, the red plaid scarf, that's, that's very specific. Not just any scarf, a red plaid scarf. We need to know scarf. these details. Yes, we need to know this. I'm afraid we're... It will affect us. <laughs> yes. They've gone to plaid. All right. I'm afraid we're pretty <laughs> far off. Red yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid we're pretty far off course, he says, his eyes scanning the map. Our only hope is for you to make it to that ranger station we saw on the way in. I'd say it's about nine miles east of here. It looked abandoned from the air, but if it's like most of the stations in this area, it's stocked with canned food and an emergency radio transmitter. You look over at Jake. You know he's trying to encourage you. I'll go, you tell him. You listen carefully as he explains how to send a radio distress signal. Jake does his best to smile. That was just a front frontal squall that hit us. Look, the sun's coming out. You'd better get going so you can reach the station before dark. You check your backpack, which holds a light, a light sleeping bag, a poncho, a day's supply of food, matches, and a first aid kit. You're wearing a hooded parka, wool socks, gloves, and a good pair of hiking boots. The right clothes for a long hike. After making sure that Jake is comfortable, you strap on your backpack, say goodbye, and start walking. You set out at a brisk pace across the high, rugged land. Since it's almost noon, the sun must be in the south. If you keep it on your right, you know you'll be headed east. Nine miles doesn't seem like a long distance on a gentle, well-groomed trail. You could easily cover it in three hours. But in these mountains, it could take, it could take much longer. Within an hour, it has, come, has become cloudy again. A cold north wind has sprung up, and the temperature is falling. You flip up the collar of your parka, trying to keep warm. Now ahead of you, you see what looks like an animal trail running north-south. Along it, alongside it, 
blocking your way is a high rocky wall too steep to climb. The shortest route around the wall would be to cross the roaring stream to your right. The stream is about 10 feet wide and water boiling up in a white torrent. You can't jump its depth. Probably you can get across it by jumping from rock to rock, but one slip could put you in a lot of trouble. The safest thing to do would be to follow the animal trail through the pine forest to your left, but that would take you in a northerly direction, possibly far out of your way. So here's our first decision. If you decide to follow the trail to your left, turn to page eight. Boom. If you try to cross the stream, turn to page seven. Now, in the past, we've done both of these, but... We're going to take our initiative here. Yeah. Yes. Because we've done both we've of these. We've died. Yeah. <laughs> on seven. Yes. Now, I, I forget if there was one more decision before we turned to page seven. Yeah, the first time we went through, we did page seven. Second time we went through, we went to page eight. But both of them led to death eventually. But I don't recall how far into the book we had to go before right. we died. Right. So So do we go to seven now just to kind of... I think we go to seven. Here we go. I can read this one. Yep. You walk along the, the raging stream looking for a place to cross. In a little while, you come to a section that is strewn with boulders. You tighten your backpack and leap from rock to rock. You're almost across when your right foot comes down on a loose rock, throwing you off balance and into the icy water. Spray flies in your face as you frantically clutch at a jammed log, then half swim, half wade to the opposite bank. Do we die right here, dude? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're soaked to the skin and shivering so hard that you can barely breathe. You try to warm up by walking, heading southwest along the base of the rock wall. If you can find a place to scale it, you can head straight east again toward the ranger station. But your plunge in the stream has left you badly chilled. You're not sure that you can go on. There is some brushwood and dry pine branches nearby. It might be a good idea to start a fire and dry off completely. You thought you had plenty of matches, but one pack is soaked. And the pack that stayed dry has only one match left. One. <laughs> Should you use your last match? Maybe it's more important to keep moving. If you take time to build a fire and warm up, you may not reach the ranger station before dark. We know what to do here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got to stop and build a fire yes one match eddie one match it's just our one match we got to build the suspense of course edward packard gives we us gotta, one we match. gotta build that fire though Ben. yeah so one match one match that's page 11 that's you sir all right you gather some dry pine branches and twigs taking great care to shield your only match from the wind you light the fire. It Only catches. Soon you have a good blaze going. It takes a couple of hours for you to get really warm and dry. You must hurry. The sky is darkened and the wind is blowing stronger and a fine light snow is stinging your cheeks. Continuing on Gosh, a few hundred. Yeah, I know. So you only have, talk about pressure on a nine-year-old. You only have one match, start snowing, and you got to walk nine miles through the mountains. You're nine. I'm only nine years old. What are you doing to me here? 
Well, it is the 80s, so I guess if you're going to translate, if you're nine in the 80s, it'd be like 16 now. Is that how it goes? <laughs> exactly. A nine-year-old in the 80s is almost like a 17-year-old yeah. in today's today's age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seems fair. Yeah, probably. That's a right. good conversion. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Silver nerd approved. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on a few hundred yards, you discover a trail up the rock wall, a steep mountain gully. The center line of the gully looks like the easiest way up, but you're concerned about the big rocks near the top. Some of them look pretty loose. Maybe you should climb up the side of the gully, even though it's steeper and the footing less secure. You have a vague memory of someone saying that you shouldn't climb up the center line of a mountain gully. Or did they say you shouldn't climb up the side of a gully? You can't remember. So... This is this is total eighties again. I know. Like I remember someone said the side of a gully. No one ever told us that. So try to bring that up in a conversation with like your friends. Okay, okay, guys. When you're trying to climb a gully, make sure you climb up the center of it. How does that come up in casual conversation? Right? (laughs) I know. I just like I guys I I encountered a I encountered a gully a couple days ago. I was I was indecisive on how I should climb it. Should I go the up center the... or the or the <laughs> side? Side. <laughs> uh, you know, know. Hey, w- what do you do? I mean, <laughs> or that must have been my, on our uh, school ground when you're nine. You just talk about, hey guys, hey guys, if you're in a gully, make sure you just go up the center. Okay. That, that's... He's in the center of the gully. He's gonna die. Yeah, come on. So, this is where we would probably reach out to a listener to kind of hit us up here. Yeah. So do we climb up the side of the gully or do you climb up the center of the gully? So what defines a gully, Eddie? Is that, is there, is there a certain measurement you have to have? I <laughs> mean, there, my experience, or is it a valley? My deep, my deep, not exactly. My deep gully experience really only goes as far as the film Fern Gully. <laughs> And um, I mean, when you think gully, it's almost like I would think like a like a low a low spot. But they're going like like in the ground. But they're saying calling gully up the mountain. I, I guess so. Is so you have I guess in category if you're ma- if you're categorizing things, is it ditch, gully, valley? Is that valley being the biggest? That's probably how I go. Yeah, yeah. a gully uh, is a big ditch, gigantic ditch, but not as big as a valley. No, I guess. No. And then there's a canyon. Is canyon like the Grand Canyon is like the granddaddy of all ditches, I guess. It basically circles back again. I think the Grand Canyon is just a gully. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a gully with an attitude. I'm I'm gully cert- like this this kid's gully certified. Hey guys, I got my gully certificate back home. I, I know what I'm talking about. I know four hundred facts about gullies, but I have no friends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well what do you think eddie side or center i'm gonna go with seeing how i believe the gully is just a fancy ditch i'm gonna okay. say we should climb up the side, side of, of the gully okay so that is page 21 and that would be me yes 21 21 it's a long exhausting climb up the side of the gully About halfway up, a huge boulder crashes down the center, scaring you out of your wits. Look at that. I know. We would have been boulder squished (laughs) in the the gully. If we would have went up the center. Fortunately, you are are clear of its path because you listened to Eddie. 
<laughs> He's goalie certified. And in another half hour, you reach the crest. You look, we're looking for toothpaste in this sucker. <laughs> What's happening? Come on. You look out over the high. Hey, don't. Hey, dental hygiene's important. Even on mountain death valley survival gully. Exactly. You look out over the high plateau. Much of the land is wooded with dwarf pines. I believe the uh, correct term is short person pines. Oh, yes. Now. Politically correct yes. here. Yes. Some of it is only barren rock with patches of snow here and there. It's now about three o'clock because you can tell time with your non-watch. Just by looking at the sun. You know the, the sun. You know the ranger station lies to the east, but the sun is hidden, hidden by clouds, so you can't be sure which way east is. You think you'll be heading east if you follow the creek to your left. You've always thought you had a pretty good sense of direction, but you've also thought pretty highly of yourself when you shouldn't have. <laughs> when you're an arrogant nine-year-old in the 80s. You're an, the most arrogant nine-year-old. But you recall that cliffs and ridges in this area generally run north-south. Maybe you're heading east now, even though east seems to be to your left. If it is, and you follow the creek, you'll be heading north instead of east. Uh-oh. If you continue straight ahead, turn to page 56. If you trust your sense of direction and follow the creek, turn to page 28. Oh. Lee, you gave me the uh, unenviable task of deciding what the gully business was. <laughs> So I'm going to hand this decision off to you, sir. Okay. What do we go straight or do we trust our God-given nine-year-old sense <laughs> of direction? And see, in this story, it doesn't appear that we took a correspondence course. So we it are truly, say it once. yeah, we're truly relying on our '80s nine-year-old self here to figure out yeah. how to survive this. But yeah, uh, you know, it says here that. Let's see. I just want to add this one thing. You know, when this kid, look at that illustration. Yeah. When this kid is making decisions in his mind, you know, at one point, as he's making up his mind, he goes, and I am pretty awesome. So, <laughs> so... I'm just saying. <laughs> that enters into every decision he's ever made. And he recalls that cliffs and ridges in this area generally run north and south. So he's obviously knows... He knows about gullies. He knows that cliffs and ridges run north and south. He's a very yep. smart nine-year-old. So yeah. I'm thinking... And not, and not rifts and cliches. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> this kid is gully certified and ridge and cliff certified. So, yes. Obviously. So I think we should trust our sense of direction and go to page 28. There we go. 28 it is. Even though I'm starting to feel the choose your own adventure vibes kick in. Yeah, the uh, vibes are starting to starting it, to. You're getting a little nervous. Hard here. Get a little nervous. So. Yep. All right. That picture makes me a little scared. Yeah, it does. Look at that shadow. That's the shadow does not look like it's the same thing. No, that's weird. I'll have to put that in the show notes. It doesn't quite fit, but that anyway. bear looks really calm, but it's that. <laughs> His shadow, shadow looks, looks like it's like gonna devour kill you. Everybody. <laughs> oh. All right. You decide that you have to trust your own sense of direction. You turn left and follow the creek. After traveling another hour, you see a ridge ahead. You go eagerly toward it. From the top of the ridge, you hope to be able to see the ranger station. Suddenly, about 40 yards away, looking right at you, is a huge bear. 
It's a grizzly, one of the largest, meanest, and most dangerous bears in the world. It takes a meanest. step toward... Yeah, meanest. So who said so? <laughs> yeah, the grizzly's like, hey. Hey, I take offense at that. That's hurtful. He Just like the past episodes, he puts his monocle in, gets out his violin, and say, hey, what you... What do you say? Who are you saying mean? Yeah. <laughs> who are you saying is mean? Go time. I pity the fool. Time. <laughs> what time is it? It's go time, <laughs> says the bear. Exactly. The largest, meanest, most dangerous bears in the world. It takes a step toward you and then another, then stops and stares as if trying to decide what to do. It rears up and stands at its full height, seven feet tall. Is it Ooh. about to charge? Question That's mark. It's almost an Algarison. <laughs> yeah you measure we do we do measurements here in garrisons that ceiling is two garrisons tall two garrisons tall that that bear is 0.75 garrisons tall <laughs> al is a unit of measurement now <laughs> he is he is if you stay absolutely still so as not to alarm the bear turn to page 34 if you run for your life turn to page 61 huh so do we stay still? Mm. If you don't move, it won't sense you. Is that, I guess. What... I feel like that doesn't work for bears. No, I don't think so. I feel like it's going to eat you no matter what. I think you, I think I'm going to go with, we need to run for our run life. For our life. <laughs> All yeah. right. We've survived longer now than I think any other time. Actually, we have now we've broken our own record because <laughs> this mountain kicked our butt the last couple of times. So we're going to page 61 here. You run as fast as you ever have in your whole life. The ground is rough. You stumble, screaming. You get back on your feet and run. But the bear is charged. Look at that illustration. I know. But the bear is charging. There's no chance of outrunning him. There's no place to hide. There is no chance of escape. We got eaten by uh, a bear. I mean, yeah. There's no, I love the, the ending. There's no chance of outrunning him. There's no place to hide. There's no chance of escape. <laughs> we just got eaten by a bear, Lee. Our nine-year-old self became dinner for a bear. And That's like, 23 minutes in. I know. <laughs> and we're already dead. We almost made it halfway. Actually, but like we I said, we, we did, uh, did better than before. So, well, We certainly did better than before. What... What do we want to do? Do we want to back up and start over? Or do we want to just go back to the last decision and see what happens? I say, let's... Because do we want to just skip the creek altogether? Okay. Let's just, let's just back up. Let's just back up to the creek. The first decision? The first decision. Okay. Let's get out here. And let's go back to page one or well, it's actually page four so we cross the stream do we want to cross the stream i say maybe we cross it you try to cross the stream go to page seven so that's what we did and turn to page nine okay so we built the fire yep do we want to build the fire or and go yes. to page 11? Okay. This is yep. where we came to our gully decision on page 11. We still got to stick with the gully. We'll stick to the we side. Up to the sides. Because we'll get crushed. We'll be, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll be killed. We know that much. And All right. 
trust your sense of direction, which we did. That was page 28. We still didn't know if that was the right one. So, so we, here Not should really, we continue no. straight ahead? Oh, that's when you ran into the bear. Okay. All right. Right. Oh, so we've got one viewer. So, hey, if you want to help us make a decision here. Definitely so let us yes, know. intrepid intrepid viewer, if you want to join us on this decision making quest, to chime in. Do we want to continue straight ahead, or do we want to trust our sense of direction and follow the creek? <laughs> yes. So continue ahead, page fifty six. So we did not do that. Yes, so we did not do that. We want to try to go straight ahead and see what happens there. That's page fifty six. So let's go to 56. You continue straight ahead through rocky terrain studded with clumps of stubby pine trees. You glimpse the luminous disk of the sun as the clouds thin out momentarily. <gasps> that was lucky. You were beginning to veer far, too far to the south. You head more to the left and quicken your pace. Suddenly, you see the ranger station on the ridge ahead. The crudely built see? shack. Yeah. We made it. The crudely we were going built, the wrong way probably to begin with. Probably. <laughs> we got eaten. The crudely built shack at the edge of the tree line looks as beautiful as a palace to you. You run toward it, throw open the unlocked door, and look around inside. There is a pack labeled emergency food, a rickety cot, an axe, and a can filled with matches, but no radio. Your eyes rest on a piece of paper taped to the wall. On it are written these words. There is a radio in the nearest ranger station, eight miles to the south, compass bearing 180 degrees. Eight miles farther, after all the walking you've done and you don't want to take another step. It's not fair, but that's the reality of the situation. You're, you're, you curl up on the cot, knowing that you must be on your way at, you must be on your way at dawn. You're exhausted from your trip and fall asleep instantly. Shortly after daybreak, you awaken to the sound of a roaring wind. Dark clouds are racing overhead, and the air smells cold and damp, as if snow is on the way. You open a can of soup and heat it on the tiny alcohol stove in the hut. The hot soup, along with some stale biscuits spread with a little Ooh. honey, makes you feel a hundred times better. But now you have eight miles to go over rugged, wild land. As you step outside, you find a trail leading past the cabin. You know the ranger station is to the south. Should you keep the morning sun on your left or on your right? So, you keep the sun on your left or to your right. So that's not too hard of a decision, I guess. But uh, the thing is, if he needs to go, he must not know what we must not know which direction to go because you obviously, let's see, the ranger station is to the south, I think. Yeah, to the south. So I don't know why we have the choice of going and north the, or south. And the sun rises in the east. Yeah. And sets, sets in, the, in west. the west. So so you north or south would be to the right then, right? Because it yeah. comes up. Yeah. So we want the sun on to our right. I don't know if we were supposed to figure that out on our own or if they just wanted just a decision did. in front of you. <laughs> page 18. Is that correct? Yes. Page 18. That's interesting. Right, I'm getting to it. I and, downloaded this thing, so I should have it now. And why did they not put the radio in the... I guess this was just a shack, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Keeping the sun on your right, you follow the trail. It's marked from time to time by little piles of rocks. You must be nearing civilization. With any luck, you'll reach the next ranger station before dark. By noon, you've descended well below the tree line. Now the trail is marked by little white markings painted on the scrubby pines along the way. You're really hungry, so you perch on a rock and feast on crackers and peanut butter from your food pack. You'd like to lie back and nap for a while, but you know you've got to keep moving. The wind is picking up, the sky is darkening, and the temperature is dropping every minute. You hurry along. The ranger station can't be more than three or four miles away, judging by the fast progress you've made. But the sky darkens and snow begins to fly. There are scattered little flakes at first, then it begins to snow heavily. The wind howls and the chilly blasts begin working through your parka. You're not only getting cold, you're getting scared. You open up your food pack and eat more some more peanut butter. That's what you do when you're scared, kids. Yeah, why not? Eat the peanut butter. Exactly. <laughs> you need extra energy, extra calories. Even the peanut butter tastes cold. Quickly, you strap your pack on again and get moving. Can't waste time. The visibility is getting worse as the snow thickens. But you keep up your pace, traveling along the side of the mountain. By now, you feel pretty sure that you've covered most of the distance from the last cabin. There can't be more than a mile or so to go to reach shelter and the radio. Through the hard driving snow, you see a rock overhang that arches around, forming what looks like a tiny cave. Should you take shelter and wait for the storm to let up, or should you keep going? Hmm. Oh, I love the ambiance. Your out, outdoor mic's picking up the, the bird, Eddie. You hear the birds? Perfect. Do you yeah. hear that? I'm outdoors, everybody. This is in celebration of our mountain death. Eddie's on the mountain. Survival. This is how in, involved Eddie is. He's on the mountain right now. To, to bring a feeling of authenticity to this reading, I am now on a mountain. <laughs> I don't um, want to die out here, though. No, no, I don't want to be eaten by a bear. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, like nuggets, Eddie nuggets for the bear. Which I've heard are delicious, by the way. <laughs> All right. So what do you think, Eddie? Take shelter or do you keep going? He said, My. said we only have about a mile left, but this is Choose Your Own Adventure. I feel like this is almost a thing where if we decided to take shelter, this almost feels like it's too good to be true. Okay. Like if we took shelter, somebody's going to like show up and be like, what are you doing in my cabin? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Like, what was he here? Uh, distance can't be more than a mile to go to reach shelter. I, yeah. I feel like they're going the other way. So I feel like if we... Because yeah. they're saying if you take shelter, we just huddle under a tree, it sounds like. Oh, no, it's a tiny cave. I'm sorry. Forming what looks like a tiny cave. Oh, okay. Ooh, glad you caught that. Do we stay in the tiny cave? Oh, man. What, what would nine-year-old Eddie reading this do? <laughs> I know what nine-year-old Lee would do. He'd I, cheat I and look ahead, but we're not going to do that. I have a feeling this tiny cave is going to be another bear. Ah, yes. 27. 27. I say we keep going. Keep going. All right. Uh, let's let's keep going here. Oh, boy. <laughs> you decide it's better to keep moving toward your goal. You quicken your pace, sure that your hike is almost over, but the visibility worsens. The harsh wind howls around you. You can no longer see the outline of the ridge. 
Now there's no chance of finding your way back to the rock shelter. You've got to keep moving, if only to stay warm. On and on you struggle. Your teeth clenched, your cheeks and nose freezing. Maybe there's a chance you keep, you keep telling yourself. You can't give up. It's hard to believe the storm could get worse, but it does. The wind whips you, half frozen, your half-frozen nose and cheeks. Your eyes are blinded by the fiercely driven snow that attacks your face like a swarm of angry hornets. The bitter cold locks your body in its death, in its death grips. Exhausted, you fall, a brave victim of nature's fury. The end. <laughs> I love these dramatic crap, death please. scenes. Look at that picture. I know. We're frozen solid. <laughs> Nine-year-old frozen kid. Nine-year-old frozen kid. Back it up. We got to okay. back it up, Lee. It's only okay. 35 minutes into this sucker. I, we're dead uh, twice now. <laughs> we take shelter. Page 37. I can read this one. You duck into the cave. What a relief to be out of the wind and snow. I would have died out there, you think to yourself. You grope your way deeper inside. The ground is soft. You take off a glove and feel pine needles and twigs. See, we're inside a bear cave again. Yep. Getting down on your hands and knees, you sweep them into a mound. You lay out your sleeping bag on this crudely fashioned bed and warily snuggle into it. While the storm rages, you sleep. Turn to page 41. There we go. Look at that illustration. Oh, nice. You awaken to the morning light shining into your cave. The sun is bright. The wind has died down. You feel stiff and your bones ache. You are very hungry, but your spirits are high. You've survived the night in the worst weather you've ever experienced. But before, before you leave, you look around inside the cave. The sunshine reveals some lumpy objects that were exposed by your sweeping uh, efforts the night before. When you look at them closely, you see that the cave served as a refuge for a mountain explorer once before. There is a moldy canvas pack, a pick and a shovel, some rope and a frayed leather pouch. Then your eyes fasten on a pile of whitened bones and you realize you have spent the night with a human skeleton. We're a tough nine-year-old. The illustration is quite wonderful there. Oh, yeah. We go to page 68. 68. Well, Sir, you want to read that yeah, one? My that one. drawing decided yep. to reset for some reason. What traveler came to this cave, you wonder? When did he come and what happened to him? Too frightened to think more about it, you stuff you stuff the pouch into your backpack and go on your way. This good weather may not last. You work your way along the long rock ridge, happy to find a path where the wind has blown most of the snow away. Hour after hour you travel, gradually descending to a more protected area. Groups of pine trees dot the wilderness landscape. You descend still farther, then the path rises again. Around noon, you finally reach the crest of the ridge. From this point, you can see smoke rising from a stovepipe sticking through the roof of a tumble-down cabin. It doesn't look like a ranger station, but who cares? Someone must be there. Oh boy. Turn to page 71. You hurry across the new-fallen snow toward the cabin. The first thing you see when you look through the window is a table near the door. It's covered with bread, cheese, sandwiches, fruit, nuts, and chocolate. Then Ooh. you see something that chills you even more than the cold you've endured. A boy, a year or so younger than you, tied to a chair. His head is <laughs> tilted to one side as if he were asleep. 
On the other side of the cabin is a burly man with the meanest face you've ever seen. We like to word, wow. use the word meanest. You know, we had a mean bear. Meanest, mean bears, mean people, a mean bur- weather. A burly man. I mean, when have you been referred to as burly? Or when do you refer to? I mean, not to- yet. Thank goodness. <laughs> a burly man. All right. Burly. He seems to be asleep, too. And you begin to hope that he is. Right next to him, leaning against the wall, are a hunting knife with a long blade and a double-barreled shotgun. The cabin oh. cabin door is cracked open. You pause at the door, wondering what to do. You need food, and the boy seems to be in a lot of trouble. On the other hand, you've got to help get help for Jake. We almost forgot about Jake, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, Jake... Oh, Jake might be dead. Oh, crap. I'm supposed to go help Jake. I forgot. Oh, God. My friend with a twisted ankle. <laughs> yeah. I've been out here for how long? <laughs> and you, <laughs> Three years. <laughs> Probably dead. And you don't think you're going to get it here. So if you continue on your way, so basically just walk away, go to page 83. Ooh. If you Ooh. decide to slip in, grab some food, and run, turn to page Ooh, 88. If you try to grab the gun and the knife... Turn to page 89. Each decision here, you kind of up the ante of of risk here, don't you? Yep. Listen, man, I'm telling you now, we can't just walk away. We're going to live with that for the rest of our lives. We're going to be like 40-year-old men and be like, I saw a kid tied to a chair, and I didn't Didn't do do anything. But the other one, he just grabbed some food and run. Yeah, I don't know. I say we grab that gun and jam it in that burly man's face. You set the (laughs) seven-year-old free (laughs) exactly let's do it grab the gun grab the knife let's go to page 89 eddie no guts no glory right right eddie's gonna go down on a blaze of glory as i turn to my pages here i have it downloaded now every so often it tries to refresh still i'm almost there eddie's not going down without a fight i'm taking on burly man (laughs) burly man with a gun 89, right? 89, yep. Slowly, silently, hardly daring to breathe, you push the door open wide enough to slip through. It creaks, of course. Of course. And the man in the chair gives a start as if he's about to wake up. Then he sinks back, still snoring, and you take a deep breath. The boy tied to the other chair is watching you intently. You put a finger to your lips to warn him to be quiet. Then you tiptoe past the sleeping man You pick up the shotgun and the knife, then edge over to the boy with quick, careful strokes. You use the cut, you you cut the ropes, binding him to the chair. The boy whispers, there's a road below the ridge, not too far away. Careful, that thing's loaded. Yeah, thanks, kid. (laughs) Yeah, you think? Is this knife sharp, too? Is this knife sharp? (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Captain Obvious. Awakened by the noise, the big man leaps from his chair. You try to swing the gun around, but the man lunges at you. You, He wrenches the gun out of your hands and sends you sprawling across the floor. Out of the corner of your eye, you see the boy rush out the door. Don't hurt me, you cry, trying to keep the man distracted. Stand in that corner and keep your hands up, he shouts. Then looking around, he yells, hey, where did that little devil go? (laughs) Turn to page 93. 93. Okay. With the shotgun in one hand and the knife in the other, he darts out the door. At least the kid has the gun and the knife. Oh, okay. I thought he got the, I thought the, the burly guy got the shotgun, but I oh, was no, wrong. The, okay. No, the burly guy did. The burly guy did. It's the burly guy. Okay. 
You look around the cabin. There's a label pasted on the radio. The bold red letters on the red label read, Emergency Transmission Instructions. You read the instructions quickly. Within seconds, you have activated the emergency homing signal, which automatically gives you your bearing to anyone who is monitoring the frequency. Do you have time to escape before the man gets back? The boy said there was a road not too far away. It must be farther down the mountain. But the man might follow you, or you might get lost. You look out the corner, you look out the door at the tracks in the snow. Neither the man nor the boy is visible. Even if he knows where he's going, the kid can't get very far. If Mm. you decide to run for it, turn to page 87. If you decide to stay in the cabin, turn to page 102. Ooh, this is getting interesting. I like Mm -hmm. this. We're getting deep. We're getting real deep. So, decide to run, or do we just stay in the cabin? So, we've set off the emergency signal. So, Mm -hmm. somebody knows somebody's there. Right. I would almost say we stay. Just let the kid. But that guy's coming back. Ooh, yeah. And you have no weapon. So, if he comes back with a shotgun and the knife and the kid. Ah, man. Yeah. What but do you, you also hit the emergency beacon. You did. You did. So somebody knows you're there, but how long will it take for them to get there? Oh, is the dude, question. Totally. And we still haven't thought about Jake yet. Poor Jake is dying. <laughs> Poor Jake. I think. He's I being... think the Jake is no no longer part of this story anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jake got it written out of his own story. Uh, There's a circle of wolves around Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Where's that kid? Where's that kid? <laughs> oh, where is that kid at?" I sent him out the four days ago. The wolf notices the the wolf notices the red handkerchief on <laughs> red plaid <laughs> handkerchief. All we Why find didn't I pack? he we remember like we get rescued and three years later, it's like, "Oh, I forgot about Jake." <laughs> All we find is oh, a red man. plaid handkerchief, <laughs> like. I'm forgetting something. something I can't I quite remember what I was supposed to do. Something. Ah, well. <laughs> Three years later. Ah, that guy I left on the uh, mountain. I was supposed to I was supposed to help him all oh, this time. Okay. I would say. So you want to stay in the cabin? Personally, well, I would say intrepid viewers, please vote. Pick. Where should we go? Do we stay in the cabin since we pushed the emergency signal? Mm-hmm. Or do we run for it hoping we don't die? By the burly man's hands. <laughs> burly man. I love Let's that. Give our viewers a few seconds to give us a decision yeah. here and then. Or just say hi. Can... Or just say hi. Yeah. Good evening. Good Saturday night. It's a glorious evening. Yes. It's getting a little darker. Yeah. On my patio. Eddie's trying oh, to. Oh, on the mountain. Yeah, on the mountain. On the mountain, Eddie. You're, I'm you're not on my patio. 5,000 5, feet in the air. Uh, oh, it's Brent. Hey, Brent. Run for it. <laughs> That's what Brent says. This is how we die. Yeah, this is probably how we're going to die. All right. So that was 87. 87. You run for your life, jogging through the pine forest, keeping the sun on your right. You head east. The land descends steeply within 10 minutes or so. You're below the snow line. Now Now you'll be harder to track. Far below, you can see a tiny ribbon of concrete, the highway. You let out a whoop of joy and run down the path, then slow your pace as you realize that if you trip and sprain your ankle, you'll be in trouble again. Another half hour is all it takes to reach the highway. Then you wait impatiently until you're able to flag down a car. Fortunately, there's a lumber camp only 10 miles down the road. 
where you quickly telephone the police. You're relieved to be safe, but you won't rest easy until you hear that both Jake and that poor kid are safe too. The end. We survived, Eddie. <laughs> How is that an ending, though? <laughs> I mean, we survived Brent with Brent's help with his last-minute decision there. Yeah. Thank you, Brent. We survived, but our friend and that poor kid, we don't know. We don't know. But, we don't know. But we won't rest easy until they're taken care of, though. That's that's our... I, I live, <laughs> I live a tortured life. I'll live a tortured life until I know, but until then, I got to go to bed. Yeah. I'm in fifth grade. I got to eat some cereal gotta, and watch some cartoons. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in fourth grade, man. I can't be too much. Yeah. <laughs> but we survived. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. We survived it, after dying, after dying twice already tonight. Eaten by a bear and froze to death again. Frozen to death again. So basically we've been frozen twice on this, on this mountain. Eaten by a bear once, and I do believe we were crushed at one point. Oh, oh no, almost. We dodged. Remember, we were we were gully experts, and we dodged oh, the boulder. Yeah. yeah. But oh if yeah, you, we fooled the gully exactly. But if you combine the endings, we were a frozen dinner for the bear. We were a TV dinner for yeah, that bear. We were. <laughs> he the just puts us in the microwave. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's sophisticated, so he puts on a bib. Has a knife and a fork. Yep. (laughs) Cuts it. This is not, this is not how I wanted to go out. (laughs) Eddie nuggets. We need to get a mock Eddie Eddie nuggets. nuggets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mock, mock Eddie nuggets. Um, So, Hey, I mean, we got the, we got some good bang for our buck tonight with this story. This one is actually, it is pretty intense. I mean, especially if you think you're eight, nine, 10 years old reading this and you know, there's a guy there with a shotgun and, trying to rescue somebody just the is very well written in my opinion. Yeah. And it's good pacing. Brent, Brent, Brent Schumacher says that bear will never process Eddie. So there you go. It's true. <laughs> You'll be it's locked true. up for days. I might, be deli- I might be delicious, but you're going to pay for me later. <laughs> you, you love, uh, was it, uh, your stomach loves Eddie, but, uh, it doesn't, you yeah. don't love it back. Eddie doesn't love you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm uh yeah, forget Montezuma's revenge. This is Eddie's, Eddie's revenge. revenge. <laughs> comes back, comes back stronger than ever. Uh, yeah, this story has given us the most bang for our buck, I think, and I of think our, so. any of these stories we've read. I think this is one of the better ones, especially like I said, very well paced. And because some of them can get a little long in between decisions, but it seems to really be well written. So hand our hats off to Edward Packard. But I agree. I think probably the most poorly written one we've had is that one that that like death race one or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, race uh, race forever or for, race forever. I think it was the race forever yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because it yeah. felt like it took forever. <laughs> yeah, this like, one. But we did. The good thing is, is we did acknowledge Jake. I mean, from the time like, we oh, left man, him, that guy. Uh, from the time we left we him, were... <laughs> we never really talked about him. We we kind of predicted that ending there though. Yeah. We were like, what happens if we just blow him off? And it was like, yeah, you know, I found the police. I called him twenty-one. He, he's okay. Uh I, I I'm gonna be really worried about him, but yeah, like you said, I'm gonna go watch some cartoons and eat some cereal. <laughs> I just I just feel so bad. I gotta go. I get it. My go. friends are over. I, I already called yeah, the cops. Brent, that that beard is gonna tear that poor bear up. It will. 
Look at this thing. This doesn't you can't eat this easy. Eddie, Eddie has. Do you have uh, on your on your packaging? You have warning labels. I do. This beard is a choking hazard. <laughs> may, I choke on it. May cause high blood pressure. Uh, do not. Oh eat. yeah, I'll elevate your cholesterol. I'm rich. I'm, I'm I'm all grease. Do you not eat. <laughs> you're like you're like swimming. Do not eat two hours before you go to bed. I'm a fatty food for sure. <laughs> you don't want any of me. Do not I'll eat if you. you uh, was it uh, the the common label may cause uh, blindness. May <laughs> may cause. Bowel uh, irritability. irritability. Uh, may, uh, I want to. I want to give a quick shout out to the to our guests tonight. We have yeah. the one and only Brent Schumacher and Mr. Doug Holmes of Grand Comic Con fame. Yeah. But yeah, tonight yeah. Mountain Survival oh. did not disappoint. We did survive. We survived. Eddie. So with a really guilty conscience. <laughs> see, you don't have to. So see, this ending ended fine. You didn't have to feel guilty. That you left Jake up there or the boy with the Burley man. And we don't really get much backstory on that to find out who he was. But that might be in we, one of the other decisions. We paid a terrible, terrible price. We'll never have a restful night's sleep again. <laughs> the guilt will consume you. All right. <laughs> well, we'll put a pin in this one, Eddie. I think we did a good job. We survived. And we'll have to do this again sooner rather than later. We'll kind of get back on track here, hopefully, and get into more oh, rhythm fine, again. Yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, man. Like we said, you move recently and all sorts of crazy things. I'm yeah. seeing your nerd dance looking pretty nice, though. Yeah, we're starting to get back to a little bit more normal. So finally. But, yeah, yeah we'll pick, pick maybe two more books, and we'll try try those. And who knows? We'll mix it up a bit maybe and do something like this. But definitely always appreciate people in the chat. That makes it more fun. So, Stay tuned to the Covert Nerd and Eddie and the Star Cruiser Facebook page. We'll make sure we announce when we do another one and, and chime on in. Yep. So Thank you so much for watching and listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the You Choose podcast. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure.